Thank you for supporting Overcomers Christian Center. From wherever you're listening, we hope that today's message leaves you feeling empowered and equipped. Now, in the sixth month, I'm going to read to you again. Now, in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. Mary is a very unique individual in my estimation when it comes to her role in biblical history. And let me say this to you. She was the mother of Jesus. And Jesus is our savior. He's our deliverer. He's our healer. He's our restorer. He's our miracle worker. He's our provider. He is Jehovah Nissi, Jehovah our banner. He's our strong high tower. He's our refuge. Jesus is our Lord. He's our savior. Jesus is our king, our master, deserves every hand clap, every glory to God, every thank you, Jesus, we give unto him. We thank God for Jesus. But And Mary was his natural mother, conceived by the Holy Spirit. See, the blessing to me of childbirth is a special event for my mom as well as those who supported her during this undertaking. The notion of maturing from being a child to being entrusted to be a mother is a process. A mother we see defined as a female parent of a child, a woman who gives birth to a child. She may uh, notice this, a woman who adopts a child. She may not have given birth, but she adopts that child and becomes his or her mother. A female who rears a child. Sometimes they may not, they, by through unfortunate circumstance or even sometimes through circumstances beyond their control, A female rears a child and she becomes his mother. A female matriarch. And and let me say this to you. It's different between having a child and being a mother. Let me say that. Let's start right there. You can have a child, but you may not be a mother to that child. I should have got more than two amens right there, but that's okay. People are having children all the time, but they're not necessarily being a mother to that child. They're not rearing that child. They're not bringing that child up in the way they should go. And when they're old, they're not depart from it. Mothering is a process. It's a process. It's a series of actions as well as steps, changes, and events. Because children don't come home with a male as how to raise little Johnny or little Susie, when they get two, three, five, six, eight years old, teenagers, so forth, they don't don't have mangles for, to raise them up. You have to raise them up by the fear and the admonition of the Lord. You have to be led by the Holy Spirit. Keep Keep the word of God in their life as well as yours. So in turn, they can be all that God has called for them to be. And as we receive knowledge and understanding about uh, mother, excuse me, relate to Mary's journey to motherhood, we gain insight into the uniqueness of being chosen to bring forth someone or something that has capacity to yield greatness in the spiritual as well as the natural realm. When we, go to Jeremiah 3.15 real quickly. We're going to look at that real quickly because as you grow older, as you learn about Christ, as you grow in the things of God, you gain knowledge and understanding, or you should gain knowledge and understanding. I truly believe that many of the mothers in this sanctuary, you have gained knowledge and understanding as to how to raise your child. I truly believe that God has enlightened all of us 
and I'm talking, of course, this is Mother's Day, so I want to deal with that particular aspect behind it. But God is giving you knowledge. He's giving you understanding as to how to raise your child and the way he should go, he or she should go. Knowledge, notice what Jeremiah 3.15 says. And I will give you shepherds according to my heart who will feed you with knowledge and understanding. So as we're in the house of God, God gives us knowledge. He gives us understanding. He gives us knowledge of God, information about God that causes us to notice this. Use wise, do, do it in a wise way. Give us insight, have comprehension, to be prudent concerning the things of God as concerning raising that particular child or bringing forth greatness. Now, I know that a man is not going to have a child, but let me say this to you. Men, we can have ideas, we can have strategies, we can have concepts that in turn God can birth through us in order to do something great for the kingdom of God. I thank God that men don't have a child. Who good God Almighty? Ain't no way in the world. I watched my wife go through it, and I'm like, whoo, Jesus, Lord, you can have all that. Let me just stand on the side and watch. And I, and that's what I did. I stood on the side and watched. I was happy she brought, she, she brought forth my uh, two children. Very happy. And I also was happy that I didn't have to go through that process, too, as well. And thank God that she did. She did a wonderful job with them, praise God. I, I, I'm grateful for that. I'm just so grateful for that. She still continues to do a wonderful job. And you know, it's, and, and let me say this to you. I know it's not in my notes right here, but let me say this to you. No, it's nothing like a mother's love for their child. I can't even, you can't even find how you're going to put that in the words, but that, that mother can do some amazing things when it comes to their children. And they'll go through, make tremendous sacrifice, and they, they will pray for that child. They will intercede for that child because they understand the importance of what God has brought them to be. And there's a special bond that goes between a mother and a child. Amen. And that's something that's really unique and, and special as far as my, as far as my opinion goes about that. Now, God has a divine order in processing what he does. Let's go back over to Luke 1 and 26. Are you looking at the top of your page then? And it says this. Now, in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth. So we see here that in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God. Notice the specific time. He was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth. So he was sent on a mission. Eight. Uh, I don't know what Abe Gabriel was doing beforehand, but we know now he was sent by God. He was sent by God. He was sent on a mission. He was ordered to go up to a certain place. He was appointed by God to go to the city of Galilee named Nazareth. And so when he, he was sent there, he, he was sent to, uh, by God to a virgin named Mary. Now, I thought about this. I'm sure that Mary was not the only virgin in that city, but she was the one that was chosen. And you need to understand when you're chosen by God, that is something special, something unique, something that nobody can take away from you. You are chosen by God. In fact, I thank God that many of you in this sanctuary are chosen by God. In fact, won't you lift one hand and say, I'm, I've been chosen by God. Now you gotta say that like you really mean it. Say, I've been chosen by God. And see, when you're chosen by God, that puts you in a special, unique place. Because that means God has saw you before nobody, anybody else saw you. And I thank God that God chose you. When God chooses you, that don't mean man cannot disqualify you. 
When man, when God, when man chooses you, he also got the ability to unchoose you. But when God chooses you, he, he don't, he doesn't change his mind. He doesn't make mistakes. He knows what he does when he chooses you and he chose us for a special cause and for a special reason. I thank God that he chose. Say, I thank God he chose me. Good God Almighty. We must be mindful of people, jobs, and friends that come in and out of our life. Did God send them or did our flesh or the enemy send them? And see, our message will be influenced by the sender, whether good or bad. And sometimes the enemy will send things in our life that will take us off the course that God has for us. We must be careful. We don't allow the enemy to send us or, excuse me, Allow the enemy to influence in a way that it takes us out of the will of God. Got to be careful about that. Now, Gabriel was was or still is one of the chief angels. His name means man of God. He was sent by God. He was sent by God. And he appeared to her. And when he appeared to her, he said, rejoice. I want you to notice and get 26 and 27. Now in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph to the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. Then in verse 28, and having come in, this is interesting to me because you see many different stories about that. And it's almost to the fact that when Gabriel came, he was in the form of some type of angelic being. But I don't think that was the case because I truly believe that Mary would have been afraid of his countenance. As you've seen somebody glowing standing in the door. I don't know about you. Somebody standing at my door glowing. I don't know if I'm going to open the door to him that well. Are y'all following me? Thank y'all for the four amen. The rest of y'all to be all spiritual all you want to. Somebody come to my front door right now. They glowing. I'm opening the door. So I'm like, what? Come on in. Glowing man or glowing woman. No. Nah. I'm like, what in the world wrong with y'all? Shut the door. Call 911. Let 911 deal with them. I'm not going to be dealing with a glowing person coming in front of my door. But I believe Gabriel was in the form of a human being looking natural just as anybody in this room here. I believe Gabriel had clothes just like anybody else. That's why you got to be careful because the Bible says we entertain angels unawarely. Mm, thank y'all for the four amens right there. You don't know who you're talking to. You could be talking to somebody sent by God that is an angel that is sent to minister into your life. And you, and you can't say, well, no, I don't want to deal with them because of whatever. No, sometimes you got to deal with folks that you don't sometimes don't want to deal with because you never know who you're really dealing with. You can't go by the outside appearance. I love what they said about David. They can't look at David's outside appearance because God was looking at his heart. And sometimes God looks at our heart when we're dealing with certain situations in our lives. Do you got the right heart situation when you're dealing with certain situations in your life? Do you have the right heart situation? And so he, the angel came in to the place that she was at, whether it was a house or something like that, we don't really know. But it says this, the angel said to her, rejoice. Rejoice. Woo, isn't that a wonderful salutation? Rejoice. I, not many people come to my house and say, rejoice. Anybody that came to your, well, you got to raise your hand. But think about it. How many people came to your house and talk about, rejoice. You're probably like, hmm, I wonder what's wrong with that person. Rejoice! I mean, they didn't say, hello, how you doing? You know, our normal salutation that we have. The angel came in and said, rejoice! Rejoice! And what was he saying? Be glad. Be happy. Be well. Be happy. 
be happy, uh, Mary. And I'm thinking, I'm sitting I'm like, well, you look at Mary. You see Mary's response here in this moment. But I can imagine Mary's looking, listening to him and wondering, why is the man saying rejoice? See, the angel gave her a salutation to be happy even before she received all the individual facts based on this particular scripture. He told her to be happy, and he, he, we know why. She don't know. He said, be happy. Woo! Now, you came to my house, give me $2 million. It said, be happy. Woo! Hallelujah. And if anybody want to try me out, just go ahead. Uh, I, I'll be at night. Tell me what time you're coming. I'll be right there. Okay, you want to hook me up? You want to give me some money? Come let me know. And he say, rejoice. Woo! Yes, hallelujah. But we don't, she doesn't even know why he's telling her to be happy, to rejoice, to rejoice. See, many times we may not know all the details about our situations, but I believe the Lord wants us to be happy and have faith in him in the process, as indicated by Hebrews 11 and 6. Go to Hebrews 11 and 6. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a reward of those who diligently seek him. So when we have faith, we have belief, we have trust, we have confidence, we have conviction, we have a, we are constant in our profession. We are having faith in Jesus. We're having faith. So we told him to be happy. The angel Gabriel told Mary to be happy. Now, once Gabriel addressed Mary's mindset by reminding her to be happy, he later began to share with her that who she was in God. And that's truly important for us to all understand as to who we are in God, who we are in God. And this is what we need to understand. He told her that she was highly favored, highly favored, not Lowly favor, but highly favor. Favor is an interesting word. It means that she was honored with blessings. She was approved. She was accepted. She had preferential treatment. And this is what I love about this. She was highly favored even before she knew she was highly favored. Mm, get what I'm saying here. She was highly favored even before she knew she was highly favored. He told her to rejoice, Mary, you're highly favored. And I'm thinking, I don't know if anybody, it didn't really say whether or not somebody had told her that before, but it, no matter the case, once she found out, she is now highly favored by God. That's what you got to understand. She was highly favored before he came and knocked on the door. Because Gabriel could not say nothing that hadn't already been said by God. Good God, my shit can't both see. He could not have said she was highly favored unless God had already declared and decreed she was highly favored. So I'm thinking about this. Many of us in this sanctuary, when God gives you a word that you highly favor, it's not nothing new to God. It's something new to us. When God is saying better is here and better is coming, he said, oh, you, you need to know better is here, better coming. I already know it. I already know it that you highly favored. I already know you accepted by God. I already know that you're honored by God. I already know that you already know who you are in God. But I need for you to know who you are in God. I need to know. Because sometimes we'll go walk around with a pity party. Like we're nobody in God. When God has to remind us, hey, you highly favored. 
In fact, I want you to look at two people and tell them you highly favored. You highly favored. You highly favored. You are approved. You are accepted. And that's where you get that preferential treatment from. And see, you know, I love what Jake said back in the day. Favor ain't fair, is it? Sometimes you get stuff that nobody else get. Sometimes you get a phone call don't nobody else get. Sometimes you get things in your life that nobody get. Why is it they, they can pray and they get their prayer answered so quickly? Why? Because they've got preferential treatment by God. Why is it when they give, they receive the good measure to press down and shake it together real quickly because they got preferential treatment by God? Why is it that when they do these things that God will open up a door that no man can shut and shut doors that no man can open? Why is it they did? Because why? They're highly favored. And you know, you sit among some highly favored people in this sanctuary. In fact, you don't believe me? Look to your right. You see that one in the red right there and the blue and the black? They highly favored. Look behind you. They're highly favored by God. The one in front of you, they highly favored by God. You ever wonder what highly favored people look like? You see them in this sanctuary right now. Oh, they looking good. Ain't they? No, they looking anointed. There's some highly favored mothers in this sanctuary. There's some highly favored men in this sanctuary. There's some highly favored children and youth in this sanctuary. There's some highly favored Oh, good God Almighty. Young people in this sanctuary. There are some highly favored people in this sanctuary. Highly favored. Highly favored. They are, uh, this is what I love. One of my favorite definitions about this, they are approved. They are approved. And this is what you gotta understand. When God approves you, can't no man disapprove you. Oh God. Can't no man disapprove you. When you're approved by God, I don't care if they reject you or tell you no. It does, it does not stop the fact that you're approved by God. They can tell you no for the job or the, for the business opportunity, but it doesn't mean that God has not approved you. Mm, you go apply it to get the house, to get the car. They tell you no. That doesn't mean that God has not approved you for it. That means you just got, listen, they just miss out on the blessing. They just, you have to go somewhere else so somebody else can get the blessing. Because one day you're going to ride up in it, put your key in it, get the title deed to it. Because why? You are highly favored by God. Woo-wee. Let me tell you something. It's sad when they tell you no because they're missing out on something. They're missing out on something. Don't you ever go in there. Don't let a no, amen, determine your whole outcome about the situation. Understand that you highly favor. Understand you've been approved before you go in there. Understand that when you go apply for the job or for the business opportunity, you are highly favored and you've been approved by God. Tell somebody, I've been approved by God. I've been approved by God. And to do that, I must maintain my thinking, my talking, and my acting, acting at a certain level in God so I receive and operate in who God has called me to be. You know, one thing I thought about this, and they don't really say, uh, they say Mary was a young person when she went through this process, but we don't know what Mary did before she got this particular visitation by Gabriel. We don't know what she did, how she acted. We don't know what she did or anything. But let me say this to you. One visitation from God can change your life forever. Let me tell you something. One word from God can change your life forever. Look, she ain't got two words. Rejoice. Highly favor. And she already walking in something she never walked in before. Can you imagine what the rest of this message is going to be like? Can you imagine what's going to happen in her life? Oh, can you imagine? Listen, listen, the things that God wants to do through her. Because I believe one of the things that Mary, excuse me, that Gabriel was doing was preparing her spirit man for what's about to take place in her life. 
And see, many times God brings us in the sanctuary on a Sunday and on a Wednesday and during revival to prepare us for what he's about to do in our life. He's preparing us. That's why I thank God for a rhema word, a word that's going to change our life and make us better. That's why I thank God for a word that's going to help us throughout the, our life circumstances. Oh, let, let me go back. Luke 1 and 28. Luke 1 and 28. And notice what it says in Luke 1 and 28. And having come in, the angel said to her, rejoice, highly favored one. And notice what he said. You're rejoicing. You're highly favored. Then he lets us know the Lord is with you. He's, company, he's accompanying you. He's in the company of you, Mary. Oh, God, that's good. That's good. And see, you, this is what you need to know. When you go through the challenges of life, you need to know the Lord is with you. Sometimes it ain't that the Lord is with us here in the sanctuary. It, you need to know when you get ready to make that business deal, the Lord is with you. You need to know when you get ready to go to school, you need to know God is with me. You ready to take that test and they, they say, hey, this test going to determine 50% of your grade. You need to know the Lord is with you. Oh, yeah, when you get the cards, they'll give you one test. They'll say, this test counts for 50% of your grade. And boy, your, your heart don't drop to the floor. You're doing good. Because <laughs> they ain't playing with that. They'll give you one, one, one test. I, I thought we get the cards, you know, you get about four or five. No, sometimes they give you two tests, whole, whole semester. Two. Two. Not 15, you know, because sometimes we mess up and we like to get them other grades so we can get them other grades to pop back up, right? Because we mess up with that one. Y'all know about that. I'm sorry, all y'all straight A students. Pray for the rest of us who were mm, not, not cum laude, but thank you, Lord, when they got out of school. Uh, you need to understand. Uh, you need, when you're in school, you need to know the Lord is with you. When somebody's trying to bully you, you need to know the Lord is with you. When somebody tries to do something to you, you need to know the Lord is with you. When you're doing that business, right, look, oh God, thank you, ride down the road. You get a little sleepy. You need to say, Lord, I thank you for being with me. Oh, somebody pull in front of you. You need to know the Lord is with you. Because if not, you'll be on, trying to run somebody over. Man, I'm telling you, you see people right now, when the Lord's not with them, they operate in road rage. Look on the news. I saw even some examples this week. Folks got upset because somebody pulled out in front of them. Sometimes I've let people go in front of me. Sometimes I got a little older now. I'm not as headstrong as I used to be when it comes to driving, at least. Hallelujah. <laughs> Those I prefer because I said come to driving. <laughs> and so sometimes I just let people go in front of me. I remember when I was teaching my children, I said, listen, give them 30, get 30 seconds. 30 seconds is not, is worth three months of headache. They had to deal with three months. Of, well, my daughter has. But you ever had a wreck before? It's three to six months of headache. Three to six months of headache. Get, get, take that 30 seconds. Let them go. You'll still get there maybe 30 seconds later, but you'll still be there. See, some of y'all don't quite get that, but you will, don't you? will. You will. I know some of you, some of you used to be, you ain't pulling in front of me. Like that car's got some kind of. <laughs> you don't need to do stuff like that. You need to ride normally. Uh, y'all saints in the front, back, side over him. Need to ride normally now. Y'all need to do it now because y'all. So the thing is, we need to understand God is with us. When you, get, when you work on your job and you're dealing with your coworkers, you need to know God is with you. 
If you deal with the public, you need to know God is with you. If you need whoever you deal with in life. Oh, God, thank you. When you're dealing with your family, you need to know God is with you. Some of you going to be with your family today. Some of you going to be going to different places. And you need to know God is with you when you deal with your family. Thank y'all for the four amens. Hallelujah. I, I, don't worry. I know. I, I'm going to be, I'm going to be a little bug peeping in on y'all family get together. I'm going to see what happened in there when so and so, when your mama don't get her mother's day gift that she was looking for. <laughs> Didn't I give you enough hints to tell you that I wanted this right here? But now you're bringing me this right here. Oh, come on, Mother's Day. Hallelujah. The thing is, yo, listen, you need to know the Lord is with you. He'll never leave you nor forsake you. Isn't that good to know God will never leave you? Oh, even when you feel like quitting, give it up, God will be with you. He'll be with you. Oh, thank you for being with us, God. He is with us, God. Mary had to recognize she was in God's company regardless of her situation or her circumstance. We have to be mindful that we are blessed and accepted by God in the midst of good times as well as challenging times because we know that he is with us. And I believe Mary had to know that when they told, when, when Joseph came to her and said, listen, I'm going to leave you and put you away privately. He, he, Mary had to know that God was with her. Mary had to know that God was with her. Doesn't say it, but I believe the town folks saw that she was pregnant, and then they knew that her, because you know how folks done, especially when they nosy, they already calculate, oh, she was pregnant then, and they didn't get married to them. Thank y'all for the four amen. Y'all ain't got to say nothing. That's okay, though. Hey, people still the same as they were back then or as they are today. What the Bible's telling you right there. And so, listen, Mary had to know that God was with her. When some of the other folks figured out that they were not together when she got pregnant. <laughs> Hallelujah. He was with her. And Mary had to know that God was with her. And it goes on to say in verse 28 again, rejoice, Hallelujah, when the Lord is with you. Blessed are, notice how he says this though. Blessed are you among women. There were other women around there, Mary, but you blessed among them. Oh, isn't that wonderful to know that many of you women in here are blessed among other women? Oh, isn't it good to know? Oh, 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 you're special. Don't let nobody ever take away your specialness because of they may not like you or don't think that you're up to part. Because remember, up to part because you are approved by God. Thank God that you are approved by God. Hold your head up high. Look good, women. I don't care if you have five children. Look good in your five, with your five children. You had one child. Look good with your one child. Be approved by God. And don't let anybody tell you you are not blessed among women. Don't you ain't got to hold your head down. You ain't got to do this, that, and the other. You are blessed among women. You are blessed among women. You are. You should be happy. God has bestowed his blessing upon you. He's called you to prosper. You are consecrated among women, according to Luke 1 and 28. Blessed are you among women. Hallelujah. Thank God that we got some blessed mothers among us of women today. Thank God we got some blessed mothers, happy women. How many mothers happy in the sanctuary today? Amen. Thank God for you. Mary was an ordinary woman who was about to give birth to an extraordinary child. She was a typical, normal, regular, everyday woman. 
got to understand about Mary. Mary, Mary wasn't what I would consider nothing out of the ordinary. She was an everyday woman. As we say in the superhero business, she didn't have no special powers as far as we can tell. Thank y'all for a few Avengers, hallelujah, DC folks that understand what I'm saying right now. She didn't have nothing special going on. She was every day. She was every day. She was like many of the women in the sanctuary right now. She was every day. But she was about to give birth to something that was extraordinary, remarkable, exceptional, stunning, miraculous child. A child born by the Holy Spirit. And see, we are typical and regular everyday Christians receiving a supernatural word which is capable of producing exceptional, stunning, and miraculous results in our life. When we operate in unwavering faith in God's word. How do you operate in unwavering faith? When you start down, you go back to the word. When you start, listen, when you start down, you go back and say, God, you know what? I'm doubting now. I need your help. Lord, when I'm doubting, I need to go back and pray. When I'm doubting, I need to get back in scripture. When I'm doubting, I need to be in Sunday school. When I'm doubting, I need to be in Wednesday night. When I'm doubting, I need to be on Sunday morning. When I'm doubting, I need to get back to what builds my faith up. Because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. How can they hear without a preacher? And how can they preach unless he's been sent? We need a rhema word for our situation in order to keep unwavering faith. Because I I know, listen, in my personal life, that sometimes my faith gets a little wavy. Sometimes my faith gets a little wavy. Pastor, your faith get wavering? Yes, my faith get wavering. If you, I was telling him, and I mean this morning, I want to meet the person who's never tempted. I want to meet the person who is never tempted, who never deals with doubt, who never deals with unbelief, who never deals with temptation. I want to meet that person because you might as well go on up to heaven for in my book because you are you are something different. Even Jesus dealt with temptation. Jesus himself, when he first got here, his first uh, dealing with the enemy. Oh, God, he dealt with temptation. And now you walk around, you never deal with temptation. You never deal with unwavering faith. You never deal with doubt and unbelief. You never struggle to pray. You never struggle to get to church. You never struggle, amen, to speak. Don't call those things as not as though they were. You never struggle with it. Oh, my God, you're a lot better than us. You might as well take the microphone right here and take over because you're, you're a whole lot more spiritual than I am. Because when Jesus dealt with it, he had to put the word on it. But he had to deal with it. And think about it. He only dealt with it for a season. He only dealt with it for a certain length of time. And then he's, the devil had to go. I think about us. Sometimes we deal with stuff all the time. All the time. And see, if you, you have unwavering faith, you better, you better get with that word. You can't be taking days off. Talking about, well, listen, you may take days off from work, but you can't take days off from the word. You can take days off from whatever you're doing to relax, but you can't take days off from the Word. You can't take off from the Word of God. Because unless you are on that, that supernatural realm somewhere, you're going to have to deal with some stuff. Sometimes you're going to look at your bank account and you're going to wonder sometimes. Sometimes you're going to look on your job and your place of business and you're going to wonder sometimes. Because it's real. 
It is real, the stuff that you deal with. But one thing about it, Mary, we are, ex, excuse me, we are typical everyday Christians receiving a supernatural word, which is bringing forth something exceptional, stunning, miraculous, and so forth. That's why we're chosen to bring forth greatness. We are chosen to bring forth greatness. What, what do you mean? I'm not, I, I'm not saying you have a child uh, by the Holy Spirit, but I'm talking about you have an idea. You're going to have a strategy. You're going to have a plan. You're going to have something in your life that God is going to birth forth. A rhema that's going to cause the super to be on your natural. You're going to get something from God. That's why you're chosen to bring forth greatness. In fact, tell somebody you're chosen to bring forth greatness. In fact, tell somebody else you're chosen to bring forth greatness. Oh, they need to hear that word right there. Because notice this. Gabriel has spoken over Mary's life. You just spoken over somebody else's life. Oh, you just spoke a rainbow word for somebody. They're chosen to bring forth greatness. They're chosen to bring forth something supernatural. They're chosen to bring forth. Listen, that's why eyes have not seen, no ears heard, neither the end of the heart of man. Those things that God has prepared for those that love him. You are chosen to bring forth greatness. Well, Pastor, I'm not going to have a child by the Holy Ghost. I know, but you can have an idea. You can have a strategy. You can have a supernatural plan that will bring forth something great in your life. Oh, listen, I'm just going through. No, 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 no. What you're going through is not natural. God's preparing you for something great down the road. Oh, did you know that all things are working together for your good because you love God and you're called according to his purpose? Oh, don't you know, amen, that all the promises of God and him are yes and amen. Don't you know that you're greater, greater is he that's in you, this he that's in the world. Don't you know that he doing exceedingly, abundantly above anything you ask or think according to the power that worketh in you. If not God bringing forth greatness out of your life. And he chose you. He told me, Pastor, yeah, he chose you. I don't, I don't think they believe me. Tell somebody he chose you. He chose you. Find two or three people and point to him and say he chose you. He chose you. He chose you. Don't you underestimate it. Don't you get it twisted. Don't you get a man in doubt and unbelief because he chose you. Pastor, don't he know that I'm not as spiritual as my brother or my sister? Yeah, he know it before he chose you. Don't you know he chose Mary? And we don't know nothing what Mary did before he got chosen now. Oh, y'all don't know what Mary... Did this, that, and the other. Or Mary was good the whole time before. We don't know. Bible doesn't say. I don't believe Mary was perfect. But I do know this. She believed God. And one thing about when you believe God is counting you for righteousness sake. When you believe God, you notice the text. He was, listen, we're chosen for greatness. Ooh-wee. I'm talking about, Pastor, you don't know what I did yesterday or day before yesterday. You're chosen for greatness. You don't know my child is struggling in school. They're chosen for greatness. See, we're not just talking about adults in the sanctuary. I'm talking about youth in the sanctuary are chosen for greatness. I know about that one in the fifth grade is chosen for greatness. I know about that in the second grade is chosen for greatness. I'm talking about that one in high school is chosen for greatness. I know about that one in college is chosen for greatness. I know about that one that's retired is chosen for greatness. Chosen for greatness. And this is what you got to understand. God approved you before I even knew you were chosen for greatness. 
Hear what I'm saying? Mary was chosen before she even knew she was chosen. You've been chosen and approved by God even before I even knew about it. Before this message was put together, God said, I've already chose you, my brother. He's already chose you, my sister. Well, Pastor, God, God knew you. He knows your beginning from your ending. It's no secret to God you messed up two days ago. No secret to God. You didn't let God knew you're going to cuss him out before you, the day got started. He knew you were a pimp and get it right. You're still chosen by God. Everybody you read in the Bible, who in the world in that Bible perfect other than Jesus? They was all of them were, per, were chosen by God, though. They were chosen by God. And there's no way in the world you can tell me, find me one person other than Jesus that didn't mess up. They were chosen by God. Chosen by God. And let me say this to you in this sanctuary. You have been chosen by God. Not just for ordinary stuff, but for greatness. Pastor, do I quit my job? No. Part part of your greatness is being on your job. Part of your greatness is being at your place of employment. Part of your greatness is being in your business. Part of your greatness is being with your family. Part of your greatness is being who you are in God. Because when God made you, you were fearfully and wonderfully made. He knew what he was doing when he made you. He knew when I got about 55 years old, I, my hair would start getting a little gray in it. He knew when I got about this age, my back would feel a little funny every now and then. He knew it, but he still chose me. Don't you, don't you ever underestimate that God doesn't know about you. He knows everything about you before it happens to you, and he still approved you and still chose you. He knows about you. He knows you, and he, chose, he knows you were chosen to bring forth greatness. Now, go to Luke one twenty nine. We'll bring this down to an end. And it says this in Luke one twenty nine. After she heard everything that the angel said, rejoice, highly favored when the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. But when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying. And consider what manner of greeting this was. This man hadn't even introduced himself to him. He hadn't even said, hello, my name is G Gabriel. I'm an angel sent by God. Let me introduce, let me shake it now. Rejoice, highly favored one. All he came in the house. Now think about it. Somebody walk in your house. Walk in your house now. Listen, they ain't said who, boo, who, nothing. They not, oh no, the Bible didn't say if you not, did it? They come. Rejoice, highly favored one. You're chosen by God. What the? <laughs> How you going to respond? I want you to see the human side behind Mary, what she did here. I don't want you to think that Mary, whoo, whoo. That's why she was troubled. I, I, I'm thinking trouble means highly agitated. What in the world a man doing over my house talking about rejoice, highly favored one, you blessed by God, chosen my woman, all that good stuff. Who is this man? Remember, she didn't have the Bible like we got it. We can read about stuff and say, okay, now, okay, this look for me because I read about what happened to Mary that time. But she didn't have that. This, this is the first time something like this has happened for us, I know. And she was a little troubled. And it's saying, 
And consider what manner of greeting this was. Both folks come to me and tell me, hey, my name is Gabriel. I'm from God. I need to tell you some stuff, okay? He don't introduce himself for nothing. He just, woo! Hallelujah! Rejoice! Woo! Sound like he was excited too? Rejoice? Highly favored one, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. She was troubled at his saying. And consider what manner of greeting this was. She was troubled. I, I get it. I, I take greatly what the angel said. When a sent man or woman of God declares a God-ordained word for our, our lives, we must slightly, we may, we may be slightly agitated in our thinking, talk, talking, should be talking and acting because we don't have all the details. If we can maintain confidence in God during those uncertain times. The Lord, excuse me, the word that we hear and apply will change our lives for the better. Sometimes God will give you a word, hey, you got 22 cents in your pocket. And God says, by this time next year, you're going to be a multi-millionaire. Woo! you like, woo! 22 cents. Woo! 22 cents. 22 cents is real. 22 cents bills behind. God said, this time next year, you'll be a millionaire. Well, think about this. Sarah was going to have, listen, God, God proclaimed her, you can have a child this time next year. And she laughed. She laughed. She laughed. <laughs> Woo, should, I, ooh, should I get excited? <laughs> because, you know, uh, me and Abraham went down in that area a little bit. <laughs> That's what she was basically saying. But did, that time, this time, that, oh, a year later, oh, she was pregnant <laughs> with a child. Oh, y'all follow me? Oh, she, she was a little agitated in my opinion. But, hey, a year later, she had a child. Oh, what would God speak something over your life? When God speaks something over your life, don't you think God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above? You know what God does even, because you know what? I don't think that Sarah and, and, and um, Abram was in a place of high faith, but God will build your faith up if you allow him to. So in turn, you can receive the promises of God, which are yes and amen. Now, in Luke 1 and 30, angel encouraged Mary not to be afraid. Don't be terrified. Don't be put, don't be scared. She had found favor with God. To overcome the many challenges in life, which includes motherhood. Since this day is, is set aside for mother, we must have a habit of hearing and applying God's sent word. Because when you're afraid, what overcomes fear? Faith overcomes fear. Understand something. We hear something from God, sometimes it's going to challenge you. But you need faith to overcome the challenges in your life. And I'll be honest with you. Sometimes I look at challenges when it comes from the things of God. And I say, whoo, it's something else being this, that, and the other. Every mother, you're raising your child. I can imagine there's going to be a challenge in raising that first child of yours. Raising that first child. That is not, because listen, you look at your mama and you think about, oh, my mama did a good job with you. But your mom had to overcome that same kind of. Because children will come home with uh, instruction. I'm telling you that again, and I'll tell you that again. Your child did not come home with instruction. And when you start raising them up in the Lord, oh, that's a whole different ballgame. Because you're like, this is God's child now. This ain't my child. I'm just raising them up for God. I'm just raising this child for God. This child got a unique personality. And you know raising these children up in here? These are some unique children in this sanctuary. 
you ain't going to find this in no ordinary book. You ain't going to find this in no book uh, uh, about how to raise your child in six easy steps. Oh, you ain't going to find no raising no child in this sanctuary going to fit that category. Ain't going to fit that category. I'm going to save your money on the book, put in the offering, and believe God for the better. Are y'all following? These are some special children in this sanctuary. You know why? Because they've been prayed for. They've been prophesied over. They've got the word working on the inside of them. they got the Holy Spirit leading and guiding them in all truth. They're, they're about to hit their destiny. And now you're talking about a, 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 a natural book can cover a supernatural child? Ooh, Ain't no way in the world. No way in the world. No, ch- no natural book can cover what God is doing in your child's life. You know, you know, we'll save your money. Put in the offering and do something different. Believe God. Follow the, the principles of God. And God will help you raise your child. Now, whether, whether we're birth of the vision, healing, miracles, restoration, we need the word of God that we can tap into the greatness that comes from the word being hidden in our hearts according to Psalms 119 and verse 11. Go to Psalms 119 verse 11. Well, we got some supernatural children in our sanctuary, raised by supernatural mothers, natural mothers doing extraordinary things for the kingdom of God. Thank God for supernatural mothers, mothers that know how to pray, mothers that know how to believe God for the better in their life. Notice what it says in Psalms 119 verse 11. Your word I've hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you, that I might not sin against you. Miracles are taking place. Healings are taking place. Restoration is taking place. God has chosen us to birth a plan, an idea, a strategy, a concept, something that he's doing in our lives. He chose us. Thank God he chose us. I thank God he chose you, my brother. I thank God he chose you, my sister. I thank God he chose our youth in the sanctuary. I think, see, when you've been chosen by God, you got to go by the manual. You got to go by the manual. You can't raise them on your own like you want to raise them. You got to raise them how God, oh, especially those, those of us who have given our child to the Lord. Oh, we got to go by the, well, how God wants it raised. We got to go by how God wants that child raised. Because we're held accountable to that. We are held accountable to that. May it provide for all of us, men and women, a profound example of Luke 1 and 38. Let's go to Luke 1 30. I want to show you that real quickly in my closing. And thank you for being so patient. <clears throat> then Mary said, remember everything she had been through. Everything she had been through. The maid servant of the Lord, let it be to me according to your word. And when she said that, the angel departed from her. She told the angel, let it be to me, be to her according to your word, your revealed word, your spoken word. What was said by the angel, Gabriel, that to me came directly from God. If we're going to trust God to birth his greatness in us, we must make this our testimony. Let it be to me according to your word. Let it be to me according to your word. How many can agree with what uh, Mary said about that particular situation? How many agree with Mary right there? Isn't that wonderful? That's why greatness, God chose you 
for greatness. Because you just like Mary, let it be to me according to your word. Whether it's a strategy, an idea, a plan, or whatever it is that God wants to do in your life, you're going to yield to what God's going to do. And let it be to me according to your word. Thank you so much for listening to today's message. Please subscribe to our podcast. And if you're ever in the Villarica area, you can visit us at 3193 South Van Wert Road in Villarica, Georgia, on Sunday mornings at 10 and Wednesday evenings at 7. You can also reach us at 770-459-6221. That's 770-459-OCC1. Follow us on Facebook at Overcomers Christian Center and visit us online at occvr.org. We pray that you're empowered and equipped in today's world.